in West Des Moines. The Iowa football program is reportedly self-reporting a potential recruiting violation involving the transfer of offensive lineman Caden Proctor from Alabama. College basketball, the Iowa men home for Ohio State tonight. Caitlin Clark and the third-ranked Hawkeyes women visit Maryland tomorrow night. The Chiefs and 49ers are wrapping up the first week of preparations for Super Bowl 58. DraftKings line has the Niners favored by two. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Yeah, we proud of that name painted up on that water tower. That red dirt on the bottom of our boots. All right, Millery Condon, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we'll speak with Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Uh, Circus Sports will sponsor Trent's plays of the day. Who did we just listen to, Trent? Uh, that was Jason Aldean. I don't know if that is somebody. I mean, I, I literally just in the production uh, computer over here hit country and <laughs> that he was the something one pops up and there we go. Is that good enough for Chris Williams? Let's find out. Oh yeah, I listened to that. That's on my that's on my playlist. Good, what, what great pull. First time I've ever heard it. Well done. Yeah, I never heard the tune either. I will say, he was talking about the red dirt. So that's what I discovered on my trip there. I had no idea. I mean, Literally, Oklahoma, it's all red dirt. Literally red. How does that happen? What what what's in the what's in there, the soil? There's actually like a genre within the genre called red dirt country from artists that are from that area all right I, I like red dirt road are you ready for this by brooks and dunn huh? oh, there you go huh? look at that pull there we go anyways chris uh good to speak with you how was your week without iowa state men is it uh, does it get easier for you when there's no men's game to cover no the women play naughty crooks is a phenomenal story and i can't wait to watch her career unfold uh, but is it easier that uh, not like a week off necessarily but uh, no wednesday game or tuesday game to cover i screw it up because I, I do this with the football bye week too, where I schedule every meeting I need to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. During the bye week, so then it actually turns into it's like a busier week for me. So no, I, I not really, but that's all by uh, scheduling errors. Gotcha. So last time we saw this team, they were beating Kansas, and Trey King was going off, and Curtis Jones, who Trent and I totally written off as a mistake, um, early back in November when he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. What, this kid's a, a shooter? shooter that Please. can't shoot. It's not a good combination. <laughs> Could have fooled me. He had me. one of those with Gabe Kelscher the last couple of years. <laughs> really? Although he was hot and cold. Uh, but boy, cold. when he when he's going, and Gilbert's going, and Trey King's going, um, that was that was a huge effort out of Kansas. It was a long time ago, Chris, but think back to that one. Yeah, I mean, they're pre- they're pretty darn tough to beat at home, right? Like the that, that, the the thing is, you you just you just list it off, guys. I'm like, it's the best, biggest difference in you know the last two Otzelberger teams that you know did well, but man, it's like if Kalsher was off or if Brockington didn't have a good night, like you're just screwed. There's no depth at all, and now. You know, I look at that front court with Ward, Jones, and King. It's like, oh, one of them gets into foul trouble. Okay, you, you plug in the next guy. And, and that's where, like, Jones comes in to me. You know, oh, no Lipsy against TCU. Okay, you're going to roll the dice here and see mm-hmm. how these other guys play with the ball in their hands. And you know what? They did really well. Yep. And I, I have a sneaky suspicion that that game will be a blessing for Iowa State down the road because I think it just gave specifically Jones but um, I would say Keyshawn Gilbert too. Just this this new level of 
confidence as to what they could do specifically in the Big 12. And that, you know, thinking back to that game, too, it's like Gilbert's confidence to take that shot. Kansas has pulled it back yeah. within two. You know, that, like that, that's big-time stuff right there. So I, I think that that could really help them down the road, just knowing that not that they can play without Lipsy because you don't, you hope that you don't have to do that. But I think that those two guys grew up a lot that day. And it certainly showed last week in those really intense wins against Kansas State and Kansas. I mean, the, they've had, they're three for three with like just crazy intense games at Hilton Coliseum during the Big 12 play. Like I, three super memorable ones for me. And I've been doing this for about 20 years now. Chris, who gets credit for the post play? I mean, we saw obviously the emergence this year of Hassan Ward. And Ken and I, we've talked about it when we heard the rumblings back and follow. Oh, look out for Hassan Ward. We both rolled our eyes. We it's said, like, oh, too bad he's coming back. Yeah. It, it, there was, there was plenty of that out there. But you see what he has turned Oof. into this year. I, Robert Jones couldn't walk and chew gum when he showed up on campus. It felt like he was just such a negative offensively, even with the good things defensively. And now at minimum, He's a pretty good offensive player for a center in there. Who's the guy that works on the post play? Because the improvement from those two guys has been immense. That's Kyle Green, the mm. you and I guy. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. And the other guy I give a lot of credit to is the strength and conditioning coach Pete Link, um, specifically with Hassan. I, mean, I don't know if you can tell. I mean, not too much probably by looking at him, but. Like he's gotten a lot stronger, and I know that that started last year. The thing about Hassan last year is he, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but he didn't get on campus until right when school started because he he had a visa problem. So he missed out on all of the June, July, and August workouts, which when you're coming from VCU and like playing post in the Big 12 is just a totally different monster. So like he... I know that season ended last year and he dedicated himself to the weight room and, you know, and, and Jones is just like, you're right. The walk and chew gum thing. It, it, it was a deal where he almost cringed every time he touched the ball. And now he's a very adequate post player who could probably play for almost any team in the league, which is, I don't know how many minutes, but he, he, he's that type of a guy. And think about him too, behind the scenes, he's like their leader. That's the guy who they all look up to, and that, that's a really big deal, especially when, you know, in the past, not so much this year, but when you're asked to play this, like, horrible style of basketball, it's not a lot of fun, right? There's not a lot of kids <laughs> yep. growing up being like, oh, I want to play games in the 50s. Yeah. It's just not a thing. And But Robert is really I, – I, I would I would venture to guess there haven't been as many guys they're probably not i don't know if there's culturally been a more value probably lipsy mm. would be right there but as far as jones goes in the last three years and otzelberger getting this whole thing going he's been integral behind the scenes no he's been huge that's the guy i want leading the team off the bus uh he's diving on the floor this year for loose balls and and chris you can correct me if i'm wrong but when he got here i was under the impression uh that they were actually after his te- a teammate of his and they thought it might make it uh uh easier to get that guy if we brought in robert jones's buddy from uh, where did he come from denver um but I mean, yeah. be glad that he's here because he's obviously done a lot for this team. I don't know if there's any truth to that or not. Yeah, I've, I've heard rumblings of that, and I, I just I know I remember like they they thought, 
you know, like probably the best case scenario for this guy is five to ten minutes yeah. where he's just running up and down the floor and like they they really I and this is this is the God's honest truth. They wanted him as a practice player mm-hmm. because they knew that he had the body and that he would so he goes back with Kyle Green. He's a Minnesota guy and Kyle knew him. He I believe he recruited him when he was at Northern Iowa to some extent. And Kyle was familiar with his AAU program, and and that's how that connection came to be. But it, it was kind of like this: we need him to push our guys in practice and make everybody better. And then I, I really, he, he he's one of the neater stories that that we've probably had in our state as far as you know, even a year ago. Like we keep talking about when he got to campus, even a year ago he wasn't very good, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And and now he. He's, he's asserted himself to be one of the better post players in the league. Yeah, and you're going to wish you had another year when you realize <laughs> oh, it's over. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Sign me up for that right now. Because they, they, that's the one thing you look at them next year. They've got, they're have got they loaded at the 1, 2, and 3, but mm-hmm. they've got nothing coming back from the post for next season other than Omaha, and hopefully he continues to develop. Baylor comes uh, into this one, losers of three of their last four, came back and got a UCF earlier in the week on the road, which is a good road win. But you also look a little deeper, losing triple overtime to TCU, to overtime to K-State, an Ip and Tuck game against Texas. Those three losses don't paint the picture. It feels like they, at least to me, they're going to get there. They're just not quite there. Jacoby Walter, he's a stud. He's going to be a first-round pick. R.J. Dennis has come in. That backcourt's really good. What concerns you most about this game against the Bears? Well, I mean, they're just such good shooters, and anytime they can get hot, it's it could be a rough night for anybody in that home arena, right? So, I'm with you. They're going to get better, but I also think of all the like top tier Big Twelve teams in the top half of that league, they've probably been the least impressive to me. Mm-hmm. And everybody also knows that I'm a Scott Drew guy, mm-hmm. like I, I I worship the guy, and I just they have not jumped off the TV screen to me this year like they have in years past, like. I don't even like. I don't know that even like Kansas, like they haven't had a great season, but they're you know their talent is their high end talent's really high, and you know that self can. I, I just I don't know. This feels like a year where Drew's team probably gets stuck in around a thirty two or something. That, but but again, they are such good shooters when they are on. They could get hot and and make an elite eight or something like that, but. The thing about it is weird, and I need to go back and run the numbers, but Otzelberger really is good against him for some reason. You know, they beat him. If you remember that game last year in Waco, it was one of the most surprising games I'd ever seen. They had just kicked Caleb Grill off the team, and they had lost like four in a row. Like, you're actually wondering, like, is it possible they could get left out of the tournament? Now, it probably was never going to happen, but it felt like it at the time. And then they win that one, and then they had to beat him again. If you remember in the Big 12 tournament a season ago. So they they scout these guys pretty well. Um, I, I think Iowa State has a much better chance to beat them than Tuesday night against Texas when you're – they are staying in Texas. Are they? Good They're, idea. Yeah. Good. Yeah, which makes a ton of sense. So they'll go from Waco over to Austin. To me, that feels what much more of a trap, like mm-hmm. coming off of a day, and then you're you're on the you haven't slept in your own bed, that type of a thing. Uh, they're probably going to be a bigger underdog against Baylor, but I think that they have a better chance to win that one Tuesday. Who's the be- is Houston head and shoulders in your mind? The I mean, it's hard to say that, right? Everybody, I think so. Much, is they the best team? I think so. I, I 
I would put them in a tier by themselves. And who's ne- who's in the next tier? Probably Iowa State. Yep. Kansas. Uh, I kind of. I guess you have to put Texas Tech, maybe. But I don't. TCU, maybe. Maybe, and then I mean, maybe Oklahoma. You put them in the mix, but all the and BYU really. Yeah, I mean, at home. I would. They're the hardest. That that might be with that. That's right there with Hilton and Fog Allen as far as home court advantages, especially the travel. So I would put them in that mix. I, I do. I, I It changed for me this week. I was watching that Houston-Texas game on Monday night. You guys know my feelings on Houston. I think they're yeah. – I've never seen a team play defense like they do. Yep. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm of the opinion, and I know Iowa State beat them. I watched it with my own two eyes. Hmm. But I, I just think that that team's at a different level. And, in fact, I, I – I think it's them and UConn and, you know, whatever about Purdue. We all know about their tournament woes. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit weirded out on them. But I, I think that there's a clear one and two in college basketball. I think it's those two teams. And I, the only thing about Houston is what's weird about them, they play so physical you just worry about are they going to get the wrong rest on the wrong night that really call it. But I would also say that Like Northwestern did the other night? Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. Great point. But they're also deceivingly good offensively, though. They're not this one-trick pony. And that's, that's really the thing about them, though. It's like, God, they, it, I wish that you guys could have seen them courtside. Like, it, it, I felt like I was at an Iowa Wolves game watching. <laughs> really? Yeah, just looking at these guys. They, they live in the weight room. And the thing about them is all of them, there's not really like a lottery guy. They're just absolute dogs that have bought into that system and it's terrifying when you look at the guys that they have coming off the bench i mean there's just athletes everywhere so i am i am 100 percent on the houston bandwagon and i think everybody else is. i would put iowa state probably probably two right now yeah, i would too yeah i agree after that win at tcu i mean yeah. that's that's one of the best wins in the conference mm-hmm. all year going into there and i and I, the only thing is, like when you're doing your gambling stuff, go and look at Texas Tech's schedule compared to the rest. Yeah, yeah. they've got Sorry. the best schedule the rest of the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Which I hate this. I hate it. Me I'm a too. Big guy. I hate on Bill Self said it the other night. Anything. Bill Self said it after the Iowa State game last Saturday. Absolutely. And he and wasn't he complaining. It. I mean, he was no, he wasn't making an excuse for the for why they lost. And yeah, I'd love to see Iowa State again. He was right with what he said, Chris. Well, and then look at Iowa State, like. When that schedule came out, you're like, oh, you get BYU twice, which sucks. But you get Oklahoma twice, which is like, oh, okay. Kansas State twice, which didn't look that bad. But going to Bromwich is hell, and now you know what that's going to be like after that whole deal. Yeah. Um, Iowa State's crossover games are terrible this year, and you didn't really realize it like at the beginning of the year how hard, but you you don't play West Virginia twice. You don't play Oklahoma State twice. You don't get Central Florida twice. I mean, Iowa State's is probably the toughest one the rest of the way. And then if I'm Kansas, it's like, it's common sense. This is a little bit like Nebraska in football. CBS wants Kansas, right? And they're not going to put Kansas against Central Florida or, you know, those types of schools. Kansas is going to get the primetime type teams because of television. So they're probably going to have a tougher schedule the rest of the way, uh, you know, more often than not in this league. You think they're not going to play – Kansas and Houston and Kansas and Arizona going forward, absolutely they are. 
But that big swing and a miss, though, to not play Iowa State, Kansas twice, that should be, I don't know if you need to use the word protected, but it it just feels right. It's the two big eight schools that mm-hmm. care the most about basketball each and every year, they should be playing. There's no doubt in my mind. Need a commissioner of common sense, and that would yeah. one that fall in that category. Same thing with Iowa State, K-State, and football, but a uh, different conversation. Hey, uh, Chris, I have one more thing for you. I know you follow the world of realignment and everything happening. Uh, see, a coalition is starting up with the SEC and the Big Ten right yeah. now, which for the rest uh, could be a little bit concerning. With what's happened with Florida State, the rumblings, what are you hearing anymore about maybe a merger of the ACC and the Big 12, whatever kind is left remaining, those kind of things? What's the latest you're hearing on that front? You know, they're really tight-lipped on it right now. Um, normally, I can get a few leaks, and I'm really not. I, I But I, I do know this, that there's no way Brett Yormark's just sitting in the no, back. No, right. You know, he's not twiddling his stuff. Yeah. That is not in that guy's DNA. Um, he's a proact, I, not a react. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really do. Like, I think the ACC is going to end up just like the Pac-12 did, mm-hmm. where Jeez. viability-wise, like, they should be a conference, and it doesn't make any sense for them to dissolve. But you're going to get these middle-tier ACC schools. So basically everybody who's not North Carolina – Florida State and uh, Clemson and maybe throw Virginia in there. And they're going to get antsy because they're going to watch their big brothers, you know, try and destroy the league from within, kind of like Central or kind of like UC, USC and UCLA did out there. That's who your mark needs to poach, in my mind. Like, if you can't get Florida State, like, who cares? Hmm. Go and you start tweaking at. Pittsburgh and Louisville and Duke or whoever. I mean, think about it. Like, this guy's building a basketball tower, right? Yep. Like, so to get Louisville and Duke and whoever else, like, it makes sense for what he's trying to do. And I, I don't know. Like, to me, like, if I'm the ACC and the Big 12, I'm talking about an active. If you're not a merger, at least, like, a television deal. The one thing I have kept hearing in the background, and it makes a lot of sense, especially after we watched the WWE thing with Netflix mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. The Big 12 has had a partnership with Endeavor, who owns the UFC mm-hmm. and now WWE. You know the Big 12 has that partnership with WWE, right, where they do all the marketing stuff, like all the WWE guys came to the Big 12 championship game. This WWE... Um, not them particularly, but the parent company that owns the UFC and WWE is incredibly active in media rights. And I, I keep hearing that there's more to that than what meets the eye. And I don't know exactly what that means, mm. but it's definitely something to keep an eye on as far as um, TV deals and whatnot. Because they just, they're, they're monsters. WWE just got this $5 billion deal with Netflix, right? So I. The money's there, um, and that, and the Big 12 is secure, but I'm looking even farther down the road because, to me, like this is all moving much quicker than most people. This is going to be an incredibly active offseason, guys, as far as awesome. <laughs> the, the NIL thing. Yeah. And I, the realignment thing, I'm guessing the ACC is going to be in the same spot. I don't know if it blows up because they have grant of rights until 2036, but 
But that doesn't really mean anything as far as the drama either. Uh, content in the off season, love it. Oh, it, yes. it has to happen, and you know well. You sat here from uh, four until set. Well, four till six. Uh, four to five thirty. <laughs> uh, yeah. In the fast. Hey, um, I, I hope your schedule allowed us. You will allow you to join us next Friday. In case it doesn't, who do you like in the Super Bowl? I, uh, I mean, I, I want the Forty ers to win, but it's I'm I probably like the Chiefs. Just that early line movement told me everything I needed to know. And, you know, it, here's this my thing on it. San Francisco plays with such a momentum on offensively. And I thought it took them like two and a half game or a game and a half to get it back. And you saw it in the second half. Like, what is another two weeks off for that offense? Gonna be? Mm. They didn't go. They went like three weeks without playing, barely got past the Packers, you know, and then they blew up Detroit in the second half. But it took a while, right? Mm. Like, I, I just – the Chiefs, you just throw them out there, and it's just Mahomes, and you know they their receivers stink. You know, it's just dumping it off to Kelsey. This Pacheco's a, a madman now. Like yep. I don't know, it just it feels like the Chiefs, but I'll be rooting for the 49ers for obvious reasons. Chris Williams, Cyclone fanatic, and I were everywhere. Chris will reach out next week. Have a wonderful week. Sounds Thanks good. for doing this, brother. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, fellas. Yep. Take good care. to talk to you. Talking to Chris Williams on Iowa State and um, other. Pertinent topics. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not click on the Big Ten SEC. What what are we talking about here? It is. Is this a, a precursor to the Big Two? Where I've been saying for years that we're going to end up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Powerhouse conferences form joint advisory group to address issues in college sports. Mm-hmm. Football will be a separate entity. Yeah. In order for this to work. And one thing I do wonder too. Football athletes, they can go to school by their own choice. If this is almost like the University of Iowa is lending their likeness to the football program. That's the cleanest way to make them employees because you can't afford to pay all your student athletes at the same level. And Akron certainly can't afford that. Uh -uh. Washington State going forward can't afford that. Uh -uh. But if football is its own entity, you keep the structure of the NCAA basketball tournament and baseball tournament and wrestling and everything else. But football becomes its own. They're employees. And if you want to go to school, you can, but you don't have to. Doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose a little bit? But that's where we no, have got look, to. Look where we're at. Yes. With the largest levels. But look where we're at. It's, it's nuts. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. Tom Caker will join us. We'll preview Ohio State and Iowa tonight. Maybe get Tom's opinion on the topic we just discussed. Trends plays of the day still to come. Circus Sports sponsor those. It's Miller and Condon or 106.3 KXNO. Don't forget about a keyword. Oh, I we hate gotta, to do that. We got one more chance. Let's try to give away dollars What do you say? Last chance to do that this week. Time for another $1,000 swoosh. At the K.com right now, the keyword is green, green at KXNO.com, your chance to win $1,000. Tom Caker coming up, Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never-frozen wings, buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan and so much more along with steaks burgers ribs and a children's menu for the little ones and don't forget about the chicken coops daily lunch and drink specials catch all the games at the chicken coop 
in Ankeny, Urbandale, or wherever you get your podcasts. Man, our equipment's dirty. Well, you need to call Washer Systems of Iowa. This floor is a mess. Washer Systems of Iowa is Iowa's pressure washer experts featuring Mighty M Pressure Washers. This is Jeff Egley of Washer Systems of Iowa. Our crew, led by Tony Poff and Marco Solis, can find the power washer to clean your equipment and the heater to keep your garage warm during the cold winter months. Washer Systems of Iowa, 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines. An exclusive dealer of Mighty M. Online at Washer Systems. Wondering if your roof is showing signs of damage or aging? Call the trusted team at Wolf Roofing, like I did, to have them assess your roof. They're a local company with 30 years of experience. After a thorough inspection, they'll provide you with an honest, free estimate, help you choose the best product for your home and budget, then get your project done in one day. Wolf Roofing knows your home is one of your greatest investments. Let them take care of it for you. Call 515 225 8866 for a free estimate or go online at Wolf Roof West Des Moines. Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com, part of On3 Media. Uh, Tom, Trent, and Ken, thank you. Apologize for being late to get to you here uh, the, no this afternoon, or I guess, uh, but but thanks. Uh, so here comes Ohio State tonight, losers of six of seven. Their one win coming at home against Penn State. Boy, oh boy, if this doesn't go the Hawks' way, Tom, um, look Ooh. out below, right? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, look out uh, if it doesn't go Iowa's way tonight because that's a, an Ohio State team that's reeling. Chris Holtman's job might be on the line here. And, um, yeah, it's all kind of set up for that Iowa's got to win this one. Otherwise, it's going to get really messy with, um, you know, I think fans and frustrations. And uh, and Iowa's got to, you know, they haven't – hope it's not a close game because Iowa struggled in those close games so far this year. Yeah, I haven't had many of them, but when it's been down the stretch, they have not been able to respond. Perkins is playing at a high level. Of course, they're getting great play out of Sanford, shooting the ball well here lately. It's been Ben Cricky that has really struggled, and, and a bunch of other guys, too, just haven't stepped up. Not much off the bench here. Let's start with Cricky, though. How do they get him back going? The mid-range game, you know, coaches will say, many of them, that's the worst shot in basketball, those long twos. He would have been really good at it, not lately. What's wrong with Cricky at this point? And he's even missing, like, the 12-footers, yep. 15-footers. It's not like the 17, 18-footers from the wing where he's banking them in or whatever. He's just, uh, I think sometimes the, well, I know the other the other night, it was the size of wear that just seemed to, to bother him, a lot of back iron shots that he normally would knock down. That he's just, mm-hmm. but last you know four games, when it's ten, nine, seven, and two points, mm-hmm. so um, he is just uh, it's it's a slump. There's just no two ways about it, and he's got to see. You know, the solution is you just got to see a couple go down, and then you kind of get back in your groove. But that's the that's the danger there. And you know, Josh Dix had those couple of really big games, mm-hmm. and he's kind of cooled down a little bit. Patrick McCaffrey's not giving them a ton. Um, that bench, you know, it's under 10 points a game most of the nights now. And it's hard to win when you're just relying on your, um, your, your starting five to score your points. I know Kansas is trying to do that too, where they don't have yeah. much of a bench, but it's just not, it's going to, if you can't get any bench production, it's going to be, um, it's going to be tough to win. Is the uh, you, you're uh, involved uh, from a media perspective when it, when it comes to the the swarm and, and nil? Is the sure. um, are the resources there for men's basketball, Tom? Not to the level that they are for football. It's just 
you know, fans have just not warmed to the to the basketball side of the swarm. Um, women's basketball, I think they've done okay, yeah. but uh, the men's program, uh, not so much, and it's been kind of a struggle. But they've been able to get by, mm-hmm. and uh, but it's still. Yeah, they could always use more resources for sure. I mean, I look at a guy last night like AJ Store. I don't know if he was an NIL buy or he's because he's from Illinois, not from Wisconsin, and he was at St. John's yeah. and shows up at Wisconsin. Well, my God, what a difference! I mean, one guy can make and Store being a perfect example. My God, he's good. Yeah, or you look like uh, where would where would Kansas be this year without Hunter Dickinson and spending two million dollars on him or whatever they spend? Um, you know, it's just that's that's the. I don't think Store was a big NIL guy because he didn't do a whole lot at St. John's. Yeah, true. So I think he was just a he's like Chicago area kid, and um, you know Iowa offered him out of high school. So did Illinois. He committed to Illinois at one point, and Is then that right? backed out of that commit. Yeah. So imagine if they had him with uh, uh, Shannon and all those other guys. I mean, that'd be a pretty good team. Watching BJ Mack at South Carolina, what could have been yeah. because. <laughs> If they yep. would have got option number one, and that was definitely their number one kind of post-presence that they were going after in the portal, I think we'd be talking about a different team because he could fill it up from the outside, big, wide body, strong, and actually a good defender. Uh, those are things that definitely yep. would have helped out this squad. Now, the time is now. I mean, there, there's no wiggle room at this point. you got to win probably three straight. you got to pull some upsets at the end of the season against Illinois, Michigan State, Wisconsin, whatever it is. They're not there, but Ohio State has their own set of issues. Do you anticipate a good bounce back, though, from the Hawks tonight? I do. I think they're going to play well. Uh, I don't know why, but you know, I think what gives you hope is that Tony and Peyton are both playing really well right now, and they're, they're in a very good groove. And, and if one of those guys was not playing well, then I, I'd be really worried. But I, And I think Cricky is, is due for a bounce back. I just think he's... You'll see some go down. They don't have the, um, you know, the kind of bigs that that have tended to give him trouble. And the other thing they've got to get going too. Owen Freeman spent a lot more time sitting next on the to bench. Gaffrey yep. and Sherm Dillard and those guys. He's yep. just gotta, he's gotta learn not to foul and just you know, if, if you got to give up a bucket, you give up a bucket. It's just kind of what you got to do, and you just can't reach and foul and make silly fouls. And he's kind of made those reaching fouls. So. If, they got to keep him on the floor because he at the Michigan game uh, last week. I mean, he was, last Saturday, and he was and he played well. Mm-hmm. I thought he had some foul trouble, but he still had like fifteen and nine. So as long as he can stay out there and give them fifteen points, they they just can't have just two guys in double figures in these games. Uh, the Iowa women play tomorrow night. Big Fox has the yep. telecast. Um, Boy, oh boy, Trent mentioned this earlier in the show. Going to be fascinating to watch how these television numbers line up, right? Because we've got some heavy heads uh, in college basketball, top 10 matchups all over the place. Uh, but here's Big Fox, and here's Caitlin Clark, and we see what she does as far as there's no – I saw this stat, uh, part of that John Greenberg piece at The Athletic I read. By a long ways, Iowa has the largest road attendance in college, in women's college huh. basketball. Like and You called her box Crazy. office, and that's exactly what she is. But what kind of – number does this do tom how does this compete with a uh an espn primetime big name school uh tomorrow night going up against caitlin like, clark like, in maryland like duke and carolina going up against caitlin clark yeah. in maryland i i there'll still be a lot of eyeballs I on know. her and um you know it's going to be interesting guys um she's on pace to set that record 
against Michigan. Yep. And that Michigan game is on Peacock. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Good How for about Peacock. That? Good for Peacock, yes. Good for Peacock, but I mean, you know, potentially record-setting game for her at Harbor Hawkeye Arena, and it's going to be on Peacock. Mm. <laughs> Just Mm-mm-mm. wild, but... Uh, um, well, she yeah, could set at the game before, right? Is that what I'm led to believe at Nebraska? Nebraska, yeah. Nebraska could. It's going to be really close. It's going to depend on what she does these next few games, uh, but... Yeah, it's it's uh, it's right there for. Her. I'm going to be real curious. See, see, uh, see if how close she gets. Flair for the dramatic late closeout Nebraska on the road. She's got family over in Nebraska. I think she gets there before the Michigan game. I you think, think we're, we're going to see a big one. They don't think you, that uh, the Bluer puts her on the bench, to, but they're sold out anyways. It's right, not like yeah. you have to sell tickets. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah, that. I was just told. I told that I was told today the Nebraska game's all sold out. So is it? You know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Big of course it is. Yes. <laughs> hey, uh, one more thing for me, Tom, and that is uh, Caden Proctor, the level three violation. They're with in the trouble, test. Trent. <laughs> well, it's that's a level three violation, but it's it's not a stretch to think Iowa said, hey, let's get out in front of this. We don't need an investigation. Let's go out. We'll send the text that we sent and take the slap on the wrist and, right, move, and on. move on. That's yep. probably a fair way to look at this. Right, Tom? Yeah, it's just it's a much ado about nothing, yep. in my opinion. It's just, as long as it was just, hey, keep your head up on a text uh, that Tyler sent him, there shouldn't be anything. And, you know, it's not like Tyler's on the road, so it's it's not like he's right. going to have any um, restrictions. They'll probably just make him take a class and uh, tell him not to do that again, and that'll be about it, and you move on. And the kid's in class now, so... Um, yeah, and hopefully we get to talk to Kirk Ferentz next week sometime and meet this new offensive coordinator. That would be nice to I would, uh, get that going. Yeah, I would think. I would have thought it was probably Monday or Tuesday, but maybe we'll get there at least. Last thing, it's a busy weekend football-wise for, isn't this a big junior weekend? And, of course, if it is, your yeah. Hawkeye Report be all over it. Yeah, big junior weekend, a lot of in-state kids. Um, you know, it's gonna. they offered a bunch of, uh, bunch of players this week. Kirk Ferentz and Phil Parker were down at... Uh, Edwardsville, seeing uh, Jose Epinesa. So i uh, got people calm down because everybody was worried about <laughs> how come he's not coming to junior day. Well, they dispatched Kirk and Phil to calm the water. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's getting that time of year. You know, it's so wild, though, because this time of year, uh, you know, five, six years ago was like the busiest time of sure. the year. Sure, yeah. And now it's, now it's just anticlimactic. There's nothing going on, for, for at least for us. I mean, it's you know, some places there might be some drama next week, but not for me. No. Hayes in the barn. Tom Kaker at HawkeyeReport.com. Of course, you'll have the uh, junior day coverage, coverage of the men yep. and the women. Good stuff, Tom. Thank you for doing this. We'll speak with you next okay. Friday. Appreciate it, Tom Kaker. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yep, good Bye-bye. to talk to you. Tom Kaker at HawkeyeReport.com on the Hawks. 1245, 106.3 KXNO. We will come back. How many plays have you got? Handful. Um, ten, I mean, tonight? Yeah, a couple tonight, but also looking forward to projected totals. I'll, I'll throw out a few of those games that I'm at least leaning towards. And then you can get the your final slate uh, of games tomorrow on the Action Network, yep. right? We'll take a timeout. It's Miller and Condon. We're on 106.3. KXNO. 
If you have a low interest rate on your property and a lower tolerance for tenants, then you have two choices. Sell it and say goodbye to a great investment or keep it. Hold on to that rate and let the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse manage it for you. Why hire Renner's Warehouse? Because we free you to do the things you love, like take a vacation, have dinner with your family, or acquire more properties to achieve more financial independence. You already know that renting delivers cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits. Renter's Warehouse also frees you from finding tenants, collecting rent, and handling those annoying 3 a.m. maintenance calls. The choice is yours. Sell your property, keep DIYing everything, or hire Renter's Warehouse to get the best of all worlds. You're free to cancel within 90 days and even get your management fees back. Go to Renter'sWarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis or call 515-528-44- Great wings, good food, drinks, and all the sports you can imagine on the TVs. All in a place run by good people. No, you're not dreaming. It's the Chicken Coop. With three locations across the Des Moines metro in Urbandale, Ankeny, and West Des Moines, make the Chicken Coop your next stop for lunch, a night out, or the big game. The Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill on Meredith Drive in Urbandale, Oral Labor in Ankeny, and Ashworth in 60th in Des Moines. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Trent, off a 5-1, and one, did you say, uh, day yesterday? Yeah, it's been a good week. We uh, got off to a bit of a slow start, 2-3 and three on Monday, but since then we have been red hot, starting to see it well, taking a look at the numbers here over the last week, 29-17. and 17. Yeah, that works. Over the last 30 days, 112 and 94, Uh up 14.6 units. That's a 6.22 return on investment. You've had better, but that, and that's still really good. We'll hang in there. We'll keep going. We'll keep building. And, uh, yeah, starting to feel a lot better about college basketball here overall. 92 and 72 over the last 30 days in college basketball. 20 games above 500. Take it. Let's make some plays. So we got two for tonight. Uh, I am going to play Iowa. I'm going back to the well again. Yes, Lay I was the five and a half. Yeah, uh, five, five, fives Good. are out there, and grab the five. Where was that? At circa uh, is where the five was. So grab that one, and in two, the polar opposites of coaches. On one side, late tonight, you got Tim Miles, a likable goofball. Yeah. <laughs> On the other side, a hateable a yeah. hole, uh-huh. and Steve Alford. Uh huh. Give me the nice guy. Plus eleven and a half, San Jose State against Nevada. Tomorrow, I, I like your logic. <laughs> Tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to be on Houston at Kansas. I think they are going to clamp down that Kansas team. Yes, you're playing eight I, I on like five. Too. I don't think it matters. No, I don't think it does either. That's three o'clock ESPN. Uh, I like Wisconsin on Sunday. I love. Oh, you do over Purdue? Yes, coming off a loss. Games in Madison. Madison. Yeah. Uh, you okay. know, I love St. John's against UConn. I think number one might be going down this weekend. You're getting five, five and a half. I saw one of the first You've lines been is saying out there, that five all and a half. week. Yeah. Carolina, I like this weekend. K-State, I like this weekend against Oklahoma State, TCU. We'll see officially if we get there when the point spreads are posted later today and into tomorrow. But Do you have a feel on Indiana State Drake? I would play the Sycamores. I think I would, too. Yeah. Five Baylor, about, Iowa State? 
I don't have a feel in that game at all. Two and a half, an opening number just came out. Baylor favored by two and a That's, half. All right. All right, Murph and Andy, you're next. Have a wonderful weekend to all of our audience out there. We certainly appreciate you being with us uh, every day from 11 until 1. Murph and Andy, and then the drive. Have a great weekend. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.